This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. It's finally snowing in Chicago, and uh, I thought of a quick story as I was coming over to uh, record this podcast that uh, this is years ago, but we were... uh, I was out on a meeting. It was actually for an open enrollment session for a small little business in rural Illinois. They wanted me to come by and review the benefits with the employees and answer any questions and complete all the applications. But, you know, it was interesting because this company has a small little warehouse and some office space and they have some drivers and whatnot. But they never, this is the first time they actually had all the employees show up at the same time and have a big meeting. They usually do it like drivers have a meeting, office staff have a meeting. Well, uh, their meeting place um, was too small. And so it was snowing outside and uh, we actually had an open open enrollment meeting on the, in the snow as it was snowing. Um, and I tell you, it was probably pretty fast just because people were cold, so they withheld a lot of their questions. But it was interesting to have an uh, open enrollment meeting with maybe 20 people um, in, in the snow while it's snowing in, uh, you know, Illinois, Midwest region. And so it was uh, quite the experience, to say the least. It reminded me of it a little bit as open enrollments are coming to an end um, for 2023, or they should be. And if they're not, you should be getting pretty close. Uh, we also have some late open enrollments going on, but if they're not already in the works, it's already too late. And one misconception is even employers thought they had until the end of the month to make decisions. But I tell you, with employee-based health insurance, so employer-sponsored health insurance, there's a lot more. It's like a big, huge ship um, yeah, that's in the middle of the ocean. You have to start turning the wheel uh, before the harbor comes. You cannot just all of a sudden, oh, there's the harbor, make a turn, right? It's just too big. There's a lot of moving parts. And even if you're smaller, even if you're a one-person group, um, there's still logistics that come in with employer-sponsored plans. Even if you are the employer and you're the only one enrolled on the plan, there's still a lot more involved. Versus a private plan, then you can you know, have a little bit more maneuverability, kind of like if you're in a small little raft. But even that, you still had closure um, until the 15th, and then you were done. You can't make any changes unless you had a loss of coverage. And so there are some creative ways, and there's some creative insurance agents out there that try to man- manipulate things so they can make a sale uh, and try to get business um, in the second half of the month. Uh, but I'm telling you, a lot of things that you know need a lot more work, and plus, Above all that, why in the world would you wait until Christmas to actually try to figure out what your benefits are going to be a week and a half later? It just, to me, it just seems like you should get it off your desk. Even in our office, we've made a lot of logistic changes over the last um, several years. And um, even in the last 12 months, we've had some drastic improvements and processes. And um, this is probably the smoothest open enrollment season we've had, which is fantastic. We've taken on more business and we're able to manage the capacity and there's not a whole lot of outstanding requirements for the remainder of the month um, other than just closure on some of these open enrollments. But but we have uh, a process that we're actually trying to push more of our open enrollments earlier. And so it's actually been a surprise to some of our clients that we were actually able to do open enrollments in the beginning of November for January 1st, and then they were done before Thanksgiving. And in some cases, we were done in October um, with these smaller groups that don't have a whole lot 
to communicate with their employees. And so um, we're going to try to put, keep pushing them back a little bit further. We get the renewal notice and hopefully we'll have open enrollment meetings within um, weeks, uh, especially if there's no changes. If we're shopping plans and trying to strategize things, that'll take some more time. And I think uh, that's warranted to have a later open enrollment. But for sure, we cleared out a bunch of open enrollments uh, early on, and I think that helped with the process. Um, and so if your company is doing later open enrollments, um, I think that's uh, something you need to address. But again, I'm not shaming, like we have some later open enrollments going on now, but we've been engaged and we it's just finalizing some fine, fine-tuned details is the reason why it's later. And that's fine because a lot of the decision-making was already done a month ago or two months ago for that matter. It's just that, you know, like the the I's need to be dotted and the T's need to be crossed. And then um, sometimes they're switching payroll at the same time. And so there's some logistics that go along with that aligned with uh, the benefit of open enrollments. So definitely the situation is the boss. Uh, but um, outside of all that, you should definitely have a process in place. Two open enrollment stories that I think um, will shed some light on some things and uh, hopefully you can relate to one or the other, uh, and hopefully it's the better one, but, but certainly there's chaos in open enrollment. So we have, um, a, uh, company that's trying to do a pat more of a passive enrollment from year to year. Passive just means there's no changes. Employees are staying right where they're at. They just update, update payroll deductions. If there's any adjustment in premiums, that's really about it. Um, and they just kind of pass this through. There's not a whole lot of changes. Well, so this year we actually shop plans and uh, the medical uh, end up being, we end up staying right where we're at, but we end up shopping all the other benefits, the, what we call, some call the volunteer benefits or enhance benefits is a better term because they're not necessarily a volunteer and raise your hand. Um, they're enhancing your benefit program, not only as the employer, but um, the employee. I tell you, you know, I've been in this business, we're going, I think we're closing in here shortly on 19 years in the business um, and sometimes 19 years too long. But over those years, um, there's obviously subtle um, impacts that occur. And I tell you, on some of these benefits where uh, short-term disability, for example, when somebody um, gets diagnosed with a critical illness or has a sudden injury or something happens medically and they're able to still pay their mortgage and feed their family during the 30 days that are there, or even worse, where there's a catastrophic loss and they had, you know, um, life insurance in place and um, it'll help that family um, bridge the gap. So that's why it's not necessarily volunteer and I'm going to raise my hand and spend more money. Uh, we're enhancing the opportunity that in case your family actually needs it. So anyhow, we shop these benefits for this one company and we're able to actually uh, save them. In this case, um, they're, they're still a smaller size, under 50 employees, but we were able to save uh, them $5,000 a year on these enhanced benefits. And so that was substantial enough for the employer to say, yeah, let's, let's make a move, even though they could afford what they were currently paying, but it obviously made sense. And the employees are scattered all over the United States. The only concern is for years they have only done a passive and open enrollment. They were concerned about open enrollment, um, you know, and collecting documents. And they're all over the country and they're in different time zones and the, the list goes on. So we offered a solution for a benefit administration system. It's 100% online. We did an open enrollment. 
uh, and it went without a hitch, right? So we had some technicalities like uh, some of the birthdays were somehow transposed because of single digits, um, like um, uh, like June and July. They thought it would end up being July, you know, and July sixth instead of June seventh, right? So we ironed some of those out. It's not a big deal. Those happen on a regular basis. We integrated it with payroll. That took a little bit more time, but that was no part of the open enrollment. But and then we also integrated with Cobra Solutions, um, and so that way, when employees terminated, they just click a button and it's terminated. Then the Cobra administrator actually gets notified immediately, and so then you're done. That's it. You know, and payroll's cut off because it's integrated with payroll. Um, and then for onboarding. Uh, we actually set it up that the I-9s are collected through the platform. W-4s are, are taken care of. Um, employees can actually add, subtract, or do anything with their dependent status. Uh, and then, um, obviously, elect benefits. And so the, the setup from end-to-end made things so much smoother and um, easier for the admin that they didn't have to take multiple steps. And if they missed a step, and I tell you, a lot of these employers that are not doing an online enrollment tool, uh, such as a benefit administration system, that they're missing the boat because I, we've had, we have currently even clients that that they send us a message or they'll call us and say, hey, this employee had left the company and we need to terminate their medical benefits. And, and that's fine, but now we have to go through a process to make sure we get all the benefits all at once. And so they can be different carriers, insurance companies, different outlets, whatever it might be. Uh, but then there's times that they don't tell us everything. So they send us an email or they call and say, hey, can you terminate John Smith uh, from um, their medical benefits? And so and we ask, you know, we have to put in a reason why, um, leaving out of the coverage. But, you know, just the vagueness of the um, email just leads also leads us to believe that maybe they're still employed, but not, other benefits are staying in place. So some things get overlooked. Sometimes the employer decides that they're going to take care of a lot of things themselves. There's employer portals for each one of the insurance companies. So sometimes the employer will go in or their HR representative, they'll go in and they'll terminate the medical and they'll forget about dental and vision or whatever it might be. And and then they're getting billed for it for months later until they find out. So at least having an integrated system with everything on an online platform, you hit termination and it actually terminates um, all the benefits. Some of the processes for the insurance companies are still manual on small groups, uh, but but at least we get a report and we can actually um, send the report to the parties that be or use that report as a trigger uh, event for a process to go into the portals to delete or eliminate or terminate the employee from the benefit package. Um, and that can be done at the employer level, super easy and highly recommended because it is an employer-sponsored plan, not a broker-sponsored plan. But uh, we have some accounts that contact us and we, we assist in that nature. And as long as it's within reasonable means, that's usually where it ends. It, in some cases, we're acting like they're outsourced HR and then Obviously, there's outsourced fees for for some of that, but it depends on the group and the, um, what they want to do and their goals. Hey, gang, ever wonder what it's like to be a small business owner? It's confusing. Weird expenses coming out of nowhere. And when you throw in health insurance, forget it. Nobody understands how that works. If you own a business, big or small, it's one of the biggest expenses you have all year long. And yet, we all wait until open enrollment at the end of the year, and then we think to ourselves, next year, next year I'll get a jump on it. And then it's another year of paying way too much. If you're a business owner, big or small, HR representative that wants to impress the boss, 
Give Butch Zemar of Elite Benefits of America a call. Save yourself or your boss thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars a year. Reach out to Butch right now. 708-535-3006 or shoot him an email, butch at elitebenefits.net. And be sure to check out the Zemar podcast. Don't wait till the last minute. Put Butch Zemar to work for you now. So we have a another company that was actually slightly larger. There were over 50 employees. Um, I think they're still under 100, but um, probably pretty close. And they insisted that they have paper enrollments. That's always uh, how they did it. That's how their HR manager wanted it done. And so we're, we're not here to tell employers um, what to do. We're only here to advise them on, on smoothness processes and, and you know, cost-cutting measures and efficiency. But they, that's what they wanted to do. And at the same time, they were expanding classes. So for years, the open enrollments have been separated by classes, who was eligible. And now you can't, seg- you can't separate employee classes um, in general. It has to be very specific. In this case, the, uh, the classes were fine. It met Department of Labor requirements, and we're, we were good. But now they just said, hey, we're going to offer it all our benefits. We could separate by class based on some benefit packages, but... But everybody's going to get an offering this year. And so we opened it up to everybody. Uh, they still wanted 100% uh, enrollment. They're going to track everything through a spreadsheet, which is truly old school, but certainly a way to do it. Uh, and so it was tedious, uh, the back and forth, the missing information. Now this uh, HR representative is really good at her job, and she actually did um, handle a lot of things herself. And the employees did all right with the enrollment forms, but still, it just it was extra process. It was extra follow up. It actually consumed a lot of time, both for us and for the HR representative. Uh, but that's just the way they wanted to help handle it. Uh, obviously, the the electronic process is so much smoother. Um, some arguments are well, or employee you know employees don't have access to a computer, which. I'm not sure how it can be going into 2023 and people don't have access to computers, but it is an excuse. Employers need, probably just need to put a kiosk um, together, uh, even if it's just the local computer the employees could use to get logged in. It's all web-based. You create a login and password. Uh, some don't have emails. That's the other excuse, but there's so many different ways around that too. And there's smartphones that you could do it do it for on the web browser. Uh, in some cases, there's apps, depending on the software you use. Um, most of them are just website uh, or mobile compatible. I know some of the companies, it costs so much money to make it mobile compatible and up to date, as well as updating the app store with the most current apps. So some of them discontinued the apps from the app stores um, and just went web-based. Um, it makes sense. It costs a ton of money to update both of them. And if you're dumping a whole bunch of money into software and technology and security, which is huge, um, and collecting data and making smooth process, uh, I could see why some of these companies just go web-based versus the app store and have to get scrutinized for some maybe some, some things to mold to their uh, likings. But one of the reasons that we had come up with the elite benefits formula and two of the most common asked about um, programs is the technology piece and obviously cost containment. Cost containment is probably the number one, uh, but technology is definitely um, 
part of it. So saving time is definitely a asset and um, money saver that most of us could really um, vouch for. But a lot of times with time is you don't always see it. It doesn't actually come from one pocket and, and you're paying money out for it. Uh, it's all indirect cost. And so you're paying somebody a salary anyways or hourly wage like it, it won't fluctuate the salaries or the um, payroll period that much by having them invest more time into something like this the indirect cost saving is definitely going to save money over time that you could redistribute the funds maybe become more profitable but obviously the small piece of the puzzle and if we could streamline a lot of other things like payroll uh, updates and maybe carrier feeds or notifications to them, uh, the broker or the insurance company, it could definitely uh, pay off. Uh, so, um, you know, technology also makes it easier for employees, even though um, there's still people that out there that are not used to technology, but, and even some young, you know, millennials are still not used to technology because they just avoid it altogether. I know some people that are even in their 40s, they want, they choose to be off the grid. They choose not to be on these platforms and only do the bare minimum. And I get it, but um, you could certainly make it a lot easier for your employees. Most of them are going to be savvy and preferred electronic software. So they don't even have to print things out or scan anything to send it back. And then you have security issues. So you're emailing birthdays and socials and, and that's not good either. And so um, and plus, um, the software is not going to let you continue if you're missing something. It will red flag it automatically. And then it also um, gives a dashboard. It's updated immediately. So like during an open enrollment process, every hour you could go back and pull a report um, and see what the dashboard. In fact, you know, you could do it as many times as you want. You could do it every five minutes. And so it's all immediate. Um, and so the information is readily available so you could see who's there, who's not. So just in case you want to find out more about the Elite Benefits Formula or at least find out what, what, what we call our, your score on technology and cost containment, you can go to EliteBenefits.net forward slash scorecard. Um, it's a just a couple minute survey that you could fill out and put in your data to it's just numbers, right? So how do you grade yourself from, you know, one to five or whatever number you want to put in and then. It, uh, we'll generate a report. Uh, call our office. We'll do it for you. And then we'll generate, um, and it's um, it's a benefits playbook. So you could actually use it and provide information where you're at, where you're lacking, where your strengths are. And then obviously uh, where we come in is actually building the plan behind it to actually move you to a different direction. And so, um, again, that's EliteBenefits.net forward slash scorecard. Uh, that scorecard is going to provide you feedback. And uh, I tell you, there's no cost for the scorecard at this um, moment in time. Uh, so definitely reach out to our office. Let's take care of this. Let's get it in your hands. Uh, obviously, you could take it back to your other broker. I'm giving it away for free. Um, but um, if there's um, technicalities in there that you want to improve, uh, our office could definitely take care of it. And then also when you're doing these open enrollments uh, and it's snowing outside, see if you could create some room inside so you're not doing um, open enrollment meetings in the snow, uh, even though it was fun and it was uh, uh, something of memory, uh, especially during today's snowfall.